Good morning, and welcome to the breakfast show. <laughs> Sorry, I had a piece of kiwi in my mouth. I shouldn't have done that. Not good. <laughs> I should have just gotten you to do it. Uh, welcome to the breakfast show. You're here with Lawson and Mon, uh, filling in for Lyle, who's off on his escapades around the country with wife producer Shell. Mm. Uh, you are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM on 87.6, 87.8 and 88.8 FM. Right across the Britain, right across Australia. Right across Australia, Faith FM yeah, Network. Yeah. We're travelling around, <laughs> had a flight with a tree, <laughs> lost. Four drive, <laughs> get lost in the desert, got gash on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lyle. <laughs> but if you're not going to be here, we are going to mock you. Uh, we just realised we didn't turn the timer on, didn't we? <laughs> oh, well. Uh, we have a wonderful show coming up for you today. And of course, uh, we know that because, because this is the delayed broadcast. Indeed, 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 die. Uh, you can jump across the live show. We tell you this every morning, and it is really stupid. You know, just, why don't you just make today the morning that you're actually going to try jumping across to the live show? Uh, you can do so on our website. Just go to faithfm.com.au. Uh, and just press play on the live streams at the top on the yep. right-hand side. Uh, or download the TuneIn app, which is free to download, or at least if you get the, down- the free version, you can download mm-hmm. that one for free. Uh, it's called TuneIn. It's a radio app. It's actually pretty cool. It like, contains every digitally broadcasting radio app in the world. You can just search them and listen to them that way. It's Damn. actually pretty cool. It's like, a, it's like one of those – you know how sometimes when you want to book a hotel – you could go on those conglomerate websites where it brings like a whole bunch of different hotels all to one website and you can just Drago. browse them all. It's kind of like that, but for radios. Yep. So you do have to search for Faith FM Australia because it is a worldwide app. Mm-hmm. And um, and you can click on us and listen to us there and make us your favorites. And it's super easy through that because you can just, you know, um, plug us into your aux cable and into basically any sort of or Bluetooth. Stereo function you have. Headphones. Your car, in your kitchen. Wherever. Walking down yeah, the street. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, or you can give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and ask us to get the live broadcast out to your region. Uh, we have a really cool show coming out to you talking about uh, some things that we thought extinct, which were not extinct, which is fabulous news. Mm-hmm. Uh, how kids are inspiring parents, how parents need to be stepping into kids' lives. Yes. More. Uh, when it comes to video games and pornography, actually a really scary interview today. Mm. Uh, we talk a little bit more about the rather conver- controversial Mr. Falau again. Yep. And uh, yeah, a bit of a testimony from Lawson regarding a motorcycle accident. Yeah. Uh, yes. Praise the Lord for his mercies and his blessings. Mm-hmm. But stay tuned. Uh, a fabulous show coming up for you now. Sing to the living God 
of the mercy that He gives, though we sin, He forgives. Sing of the mercy that He gives, sing to the living God. How He loves us with great love, He who sits enthroned above. For our lives He spilled His blood, sent His Spirit like a flood. Welcome back to Faith FM. We are just up here living our best lives, you know, living doing, our best radio doing, lives, doing what we can to just, to just, I don't know. Go on, Lawson. Yeah, tell we're, us, we're, we're doing, doing what we can to just um, be happy <laughs> and <laughs> follow Jesus. And man, I'm having a mix and mashed morning right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm in. I'm a double-minded man. I need help. You know. Do you want me to slap you one? Get oh. one of those extra minds out of the picture and then just have one mind? Does that actually work? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that face over here and reach in my slapping arm. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe during the song break. We'll tell you if it happens in the next segment. <laughs> we won't have to tell them. I'm going to put that on Instagram. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What's going on with the quiz? What's our first okay. clue? I'm going to have, this is so hilarious. It is a what number am I quiz. Oh, yeah. Okay. You'll find out why it's hilarious later in the show. Okay. Okay. So this is a this is a um like I said. Hang on. Let me boot up my Instagram. This is a what number am I quiz? And the first clue is this: Jehu had the heads of seventy royal princes put in this many piles at the gate of Jezreel. Jehu had the heads of seventy royal princes put into this many piles at the gate of Jezreel. How many piles of heads were there? Gross, man. Jehu, what were you thinking? I thought it was Jehu. Nice Jehu. Driving Je- like a Jehu. Jehu. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, you know another one? What? That I thought for the longest time that it was Naftali. Naftali? Yeah, everyone's like, no, it's Naftali. I was like, I know people named Naftali. I don't even know what word you're trying to say. The same way, it's a it's a city. It's a city in Israel. Okay. And Jasmine, Naftali or Naftali? She doesn't know either. Yeah, I've like never heard of either of those words the, until the, just now. Unless there's a okay. Third so she's saying that Naftali is correct. No, Naftali is correct. 
No, she's just she's just she's just not. Your pronunciations are making no, her cry. I'm, essentially, she she's struggling. We're is all like struggling. A, is this like a is this like a modern city or an ancient city? It's an ancient city. Okay, from ancient okay. Israel. Okay, I don't know it. Maybe maybe I pronounce it a third way. That'd probably be my case. Yeah, there apparently there is a third way to pronounce it. We'll we'll get back to you on that. We'll let uh, <laughs> let our let our producing team do some research and uh, in get, the meantime, get if you want to you. answer the quiz, our number is one eight hundred Faith FM. It's one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or you can text your answer zero four nine one zero six four six six nine if you know the right answer. I will send you the prize. You don't know the answer, do you, Lawson? No, I don't, so I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Piles ahead. I have some super cool news right, for you, yeah, Lawson. Hit, hit me. Hit me. This don't is literally just, hit me, but hit me with the news. Yeah, we'll discuss the hitting bit later. Yeah. This is so cool. This has made me so unbelievably happy this morning. Um, I don't know that you remember this. I remember reading about this two years ago and wondering what the outcome was going to be. And the outcome has not disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so a SWAT team of scientists, they actually traveled to what they called uh, a lost city buried deep within the jungles of Honduras. Oh, I, nice. I already love this story. Anything that's deep within a jungle, anything that starts like that, I'm like, I'm down. It's in a Latin American country. Yeah. It's like, yo. Yeah. And so they actually traveled back there in 2017, right? Um, they're, they're researchers from the Conservation International, and uh, they conducted a three-week research expedition um, following the discovery of ancient ruins at a site deep within the Mosquita. Mo- Here we go, Mosquita. I'm going to say Mosquita Rainforest, which is actually also known as the Lost City of the Monkey God or the White City. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like an Indiana Jones movie, doesn't it? Yeah, really? yeah it sounds cool. And, Indiana uh, Jones in the Mosquito. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the organization has finally published a full report of their findings this mm. week, and mm-hmm. it is just so cool. Okay. Because they found dozens, like dozens and dozens of creatures that they had thought to be extinct. And it's so exciting. Alive? And the pictures. Uh, if ever there was a story, yes, alive, dude. Oh, okay. What do you think you mean? Um, <laughs> if ever there was a story that you guys have to pull over your cars and Google, this is it because you want to see these pictures. The pictures of the stuff they found is just incredible. Um, they themselves were stunned by the sheer amount of biodiversity that they found. Um, the pictures are just mind-blowing. There's like a red-eyed tree frog. There's a plumed basilic. Look at this. Look at this lizard. Look at that lizard. It's like what you, a cutie! Isn't he adorable? It's like some sort of, gray, but it's beautiful. It's a bright green lizard, and he has like fins on him on his head and on his back, and he has a beautiful bright yellow eye, and he just looks gorgeous. He blends in with um this palm tree that he's sitting on because he kind of looks a bit like a palm leaf. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, uh, they found morpho butterflies as well. Uh, that's this butterfly here. You see that one? That's like, oh, is it a beautiful, bright, bl- a beautiful blue, like a jewel with little black um, fringe around the outside? Uh, but this rainforest, it actually is one of the most unexplored areas of Central uh, America, and uh, and this team was hoping to like basically shine a light on the ecological state of the region, and um, yeah, it's it's just incredible. It, like they report details of how the ancient settlement is actually uh, encompassed by a pristine, thriving ecosystem. Uh, which is apparently teeming with rare and unique species, including new species and species once thought to be extinct, even a glass frog, which is a frog that looks like it's made of glass. Uh, so Do in- I have a picture of that? Yeah, check this out. Look at that glass frog. Isn't wow. that cool? Yeah. Uh, so in total, the team documented 198 species of bird 
94 butterflies, 40 small mammals, 56 amphibians and reptiles, 30 large mammals such as pumas, ocelots and jaguars, and a variety of plants, fish, rodents and insects. Like, it's just crazy. They have an eyelash viper, which is this like crazy snake that has eyelashes. That is incredible. Isn't that That was cool? like... Man, that 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 snake is slaying. Yes, yeah. like styling on all of yeah. us. Yeah, he went and got some falsies and yeah. <laughs> glued them in place, and yep. now he's looking all fine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so some of the more notable finds include uh, a tiger beetle, which has only ever been recorded in Nicaragua and was believed to be extinct. Mm-hmm. Um, they also found the false tree coral snake, which was hasn't been reported um, since 1965. Uh, which is just incredible. This wow. is a tiger beetle. You've seen, everyone's seen pictures of tiger beetle. We all know what they look like. We just mm-hmm. didn't realize they're extinct. Um, so Trond Larson, who's the director of Conservation International's Rapid Assessment Program, said, our team of scientists were shocked at the discovery of tremendously rich biodiversity, including many rare and threatened species. The White City is one of the few areas remaining in Central America where ecological and evolutionary, press, well, not so much evolutionary, processes remain intact. Um, Overall, our findings demonstrate that the era is of global environmental uh, as well as archaeological significance. And armed with this knowledge, stakeholders can now begin to design and implement conservation strategies to protect this critical ecosystem. And I'm really behind that. Yeah. They've discovered it. They need to protect it. We can't be like losing this. Um, I mean, for goodness sake, they found a worm salamander. Look at this. Look a at this worm fella. Sa- Isn't that mad? Is that a worm or a salamander? <laughs> no, it's a worm salamander. It's both. It's like this is the closest thing I've ever seen salamander. to looking something looking like a snake that has legs because it's really, 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 yeah. really long, and the legs are like like imagine one of those little skinks. You know those little skinks you see around Australia. Mm, yeah, but imagine that tail's ten times as long, and that's like which is weird because usually if you think you have you know four legs, you think like two at the front and two at the back, but this is like two towards the front and then just this tail just keeps going and going and going and going and going. So that's your worm salamander. He's a friendly looking fella. But this is so cool. Um, so Conservation International, uh, they're now hoping that their findings, yeah, are going to um, get multiple governments on board with protecting the region from deforestation because that's a huge issue uh, over there in Honduras, which is very sad. Um, but yeah, go and have a look. Just If you just Google... Um, Lost City, Honduras, and then just go Google Images and you'll see the pictures of the animals. It is just incredible. Anyway, I've got like a minute and a half. Yeah. I've got to tell you something really cool. Okay, please. Um, so, did you know, um, it turns out that they've done a survey and they found out that 76% of parents are motivated to go green by their kids. Yes. This is great. You know, we often see kids having like a tantrum at their parents in the cereal aisle wanting their parents to buy them junk food. Mm-hmm. But this is a good way to influence your parents. If you're a kid and you're listening, this is one envelope to keep pushing. Um, younger generations apparently are, are, are the driving force behind the change for what they're calling eco-households. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it turns out, yeah, most of, most of the eco-change that's happening within households, like just family households, is driven by the youngest person in the household, mm. which is so cool. Um, so, yes, they've done, they've done a survey. Uh, kids are the ones who are actively recycling. They're avoiding wasting food. They're reducing energy consumption. They're uh, like stopping using um, uh, plastic bags and, and avoiding plastic straws, which is really interesting because you think, you know, it's usually the, the mum or the dad that walks through the house switching off lights and having a go at the kids for leaving all the lights on. Lost South well. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it turns out um, a lot of parents now consider themselves to be much greener uh-huh. 
and that having kids was a catalyst for them to become more green. And, uh, and you know, I guess they're thinking about the next generation because they're looking right at the next generation and they want the world to be a better place for them. So, yeah, go kids, go the change they're, they're um, actuating. But this is Jaden Levick with Wondrous Love. What a wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this for my soul What wondrous love is this That caused the Lord of bliss To bear the dreadful curse for my soul To bear the dreadful curse for my soul What a wondrous love
Oh, welcome back to the breakfast show. You're listening to Lala Lawson and Mimimimon. <laughs> you hate it when I say Lala Lawson. My visible cringe. Like, if you could have seen me just then, I was just like, Ugh. I don't understand why you hate it when I call you Lala Lawson and Lyle hates it when I call him Laola. Laola. <laughs> Ignatius Laola. He thinks I'm going to try and start some sort of conspiracy theory that he's like a A Jesuit. woman? <laughs> no, a Jesuit. He thinks he's like Ola, he's a famous Jesuit. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like a bad I one. thought you meant, I thought you were going to say a woman. Laola. I think that's the conspiracy that we need to start. Yeah, it's funny because like, sometimes I'm not saying Laola, sometimes I'm just saying Lyol. And he thinks I'm saying Lyola, and he's like, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, what's anyway. the next clue? Okay, so next clue for our uh, what number of our quiz. The clue number two is the chapter in Second Kings that records Elijah being taken to heaven in a chariot oh. of fire. Lawson thinks he knows the answer. Lawson is correct. Lawson has a look of confusion on his face, and I think he's figured out why this is a funny quiz. <laughs> anyway, give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM is our number. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. Lawson. Yes. What's going on? What's going on? What's oh, going on? just before we get into the news, I just got a quick story to tell. Just, Go just on. something that happened to me yesterday. That's a bit of a, bit of a. Bit of I'm a, all ears and a little bit of a bit rough like... gig. So, um, my friend, um, who is currently here, um, working for a church. He's a he's a Bible worker. He's from America, mm. and he will rena- remain unnamed for purpose of embarrassment. He uh, organized with me. I, uh, you know, being American, he doesn't have a car or whatever. He needs to rely on, you know, people giving his cars, giving him cars and whatnot as an international worker. And I was like, hey, I've, you know, I've got this like scooter, you know, this little moped um, in my shed and I'm not riding it at the moment. Um, Do you want to ride it? And he was like, yeah, sure, dude. Like, that would be awesome. So, when um, the thing was unregistered at the time, when it did the insurance, he gave me money for the insurance and the registration. I was like, look, man, like, we're cool. I'll give you this bike. You can use it for the next six months, you know, like, like you know, you're doing God's work. And, and it was it was, it was cool. And he, he came yesterday, picked it up, you know, got the helmet, got on the bike, and I was explaining everything to him. He's like, yeah, sweet. Gets on the bike, takes off, like, awesome. <laughs> I get a text. Oh, no. About four hours later. Oh, no. And that text starts with, Lawson, I, I really I really didn't want to, to, to message you this. Oh, no. But um, I've had a crash. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my word. Can I, just, can I just ask something? Did this American have a biking license? Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's experienced. Like... In fact, he's probably one of the only people like who I would lend it to. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know the guy super well, <laughs> but I know that yeah. hey, he he seems experienced. You know, like um, you know, because I don't want to just straight up hurt people. There was another international um person who's currently Bible working who asked me if they can use it. They're like, and they're like. Oh, look, on my license, it says I can ride motorbikes, but I know for a fact that their licensing system, if you can drive a car, you're automatically allowed to drive a motorbike, even if you have no experience. And I was like, no, sorry. Um, but this person had experience. Had experience. And essentially what happened is uh, is he, yeah, a lady pulled out in front of him. Um, it was actually not his fault. A lady pulled out in front of him and he slammed on the brakes and laid the thing down. Um, and luckily, you know, was going a relatively slow speed. So, he was okay. So, praise the Lord um, that nothing really happened. He said, I don't know what exactly the damage was, um, but 
apparently he got her insurance details and he said, look, man, I'm going to sort this out and fix it. And I, the other reason why I trust the guy is because I know that he's, you know, got money. So I was like, look, if you <laughs> if you screw this thing up, like it's on you. And he was like, yeah, cool, because I'm giving him a bike for free. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was my story from yesterday. I was like, that's that's I should tell that on the news because it's actually it's a blessing in disguise. Uh, because look, um, I think it's going to make him more careful, but you know, it could, you know, if, if that car had pulled out any later, mm-hmm. he, he could have been in a real world yeah. of hurt, you know, yeah. and, 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 the, and there could have been serious implications. So, uh, you know, I'm praising God for the protection on him that he's okay. The bike's okay. The person's the bike's still functioning. Yeah. Bike's fully functioning. Wow, bike's relatively okay. The car, the other person was driving. That person was relatively okay. And they were, they admitted that, Hey, it was my fault. There was no, you know, envy or, or, you know, no one was angry. You so know, it's, it was it's moments like these that make me think of that quote from spirit of prophecy, where it says, um, if we could, you know, see our lives through the father's eyes, you know, we would, we wouldn't change anything that actually happened in our lives. Mm. And it kind of makes me wonder like when we get to heaven and we'll find out, you know, where the blessing in disguise actually was in this incident and all the, all the incidences in our lives where we think, Oh, that really, you know, yeah. could have done without that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm always intrigued to find out. I remember the first time I was sort of introduced to this concept was by uh, the the evangelism director of this conference, Matt Parra. I was up in Kingscliff, and there was a bunch of us dudes at a skate park skating around, including him because he's a bit of a he's a bit of a skater boy. Uh-huh. And um, it started just bucketing down out of nowhere, and so everyone was like, "Oh yeah, let's pack it up." And he and uh, Matt was like, "Man, maybe in heaven we're going to realize that like you know some kid was about to like snap his femur in half, Ooh. and God like sent the rain to save him." I was like. Yeah, maybe. Like, that's a good thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, but it, it, I think it helps positive thinking to, to think like that. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard it said before, it's a psychological advantage to believe in God because you believe that someone's always on your side. Amen. And yeah. like, but, you know, being a, a Seventh-day Adventist Christian who reads the Bible and, her, you know, I know it's true. So praise the Lord for that. But we have to talk a little bit about you know, breaking headline and news, right? That, that's what we got. We got to bring the people like the news, you know? Yeah. And it's not just about your bike. The thing that is just absolutely plastered across the yeah, news is enveloping the world. Israel Falau. Mm-hmm. Israel Falau. And I believe, have, have we talked about this on radio before? Are you kidding me, Lawson? We've Are talked you about it a right few now? times. I'm, I'm just, just a few times. Just a few times. Mr. Lyle Southwell bringing in the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, but Israel Falau, look, this story is, is proving to be ongoing and actually developing. Um, we know, you know, we've obviously talked about his contract termination and, and everything like that. Well, then he started, well, the thing that's coming up now is that he started a GoFundMe ca- campaign, um, for, with a target of $3 million to help all these legal battles, um, with Rugby Australia. Um, and essentially his GoFundMe page got shut down by GoFundMe because they claimed it was a breach of their terms and services. How is that a breach of their terms um, and services? So according to their terms and services, anything that is supporting, um, a court case that, and that court case is battling, you know, against discrimination, like that the person's discriminated against someone, um, then that's a breach of their terms of service. Like, wow. and so that meant, you know, the GoFundMe page got shut down and there were people that were happy about that. People who, who weren't happy if, you know, if I want to, like, I want to weigh in with my own opinion and say that, um, Look, at first, I actually kind of thought the GoFundMe thing was cringy 
I was mm-hmm. like, this is coming becoming a little bit too much about football. Mm-hmm. But the more that I've considered it and considered it, Israel Folau posted a picture of a Bible verse on his social media yeah. and has lost his job because of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think it's a cause worth fighting for. Um, I think that, yeah, like, because that's his right, he's entitled to it. But I don't want to get too much into into opinion because this is something that is just being talked about. People are throwing words and statements. In fact, on, on Q&A last night, um, there, was, there was a particular panelist who was the – she was the uh, co-founder of Change.org and, and she herself was a – she's a – you know, a gay woman. And um, the question came up. It was someone actually said in the crowd, do you think Israel Folau is doing a service because he's warning everyone that, you know, that they should go to God. And she was visibly angry and, and she made these da- statements that it was absolutely disgusting. And, you know, it, it, I think the thing that we're seeing here is that it's this issue is dividing. And, it, and this is the point I want to make. It's not because of Israel Folau. It's because God is against sin. Like God is against sin. God and sin are are so fundamentally opposed from one another that like, it's just like they can't be together. And so that's the thing. If Israel Folau posts a Bible quote, people are going to get offended because it calls out their sins. And us as human beings love sin. You know, if you go and read that post, he posted the, I forget which verse it was, but it says, like it, before it even gets homosexuals is like third on the list, but it's a, drunkards, fornicators, you know, sexually immoral people, like like uh, liars, like these are things that are all socially acceptable. Yet, just because of the current, you know, the current zeitgeist, the current direction of society, it's it's all about homosexuality. But no, we have to recognize it doesn't matter who you are. Like forgiveness is found in Jesus Christ. You know, you're not going to hell because you're a homosexual or or whatever. Like. I want to dispel that myth. No, like it's just about coming to Jesus Christ and letting go of sin. And so, yeah, look, Israel Folau, it's a crazy thing. I, you know, I kind of want to stop talking about it, but it's going to go on. So, you know, yeah. Where are you now when darkness seems to win? Where are you now when the world is Crumbling Oh I I I hear you say I hear you say Look up child
welcoming you back to the breakfast show. I have another clue for oh, yes. Quiz. By the I way, I still Lawson, don't know why this is supposed to be funny. Really, you haven't figured it out yet? Okay, well we'll find out. Uh, P.S. Our guest today answered it before you did. <laughs> oh, okay, well, okay. Like there you champ. go. I messaged it in. He did. He did. <laughs> Okay, quick clue, and then we'll jump into our interview, which is about some really heavy stuff today. So, this is a what number of my quiz? Clue number three. The number of times Elijah called fire down from heaven to burn up soldiers. Oof. Mmm, toasty soldiers. How many times was that? Give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. And today, if you get the answer correct, I'm going to send you a copy of Real Peace, Real Answers. Yes. A really beautiful book. Um, You know, it's all about... Uh, well, on the back it says, as we go about our busy days, it's easy to stumble into worry, fear, or depression. Even as we experience the joy in life, we see the pain, the suffering, and the death. Is this all that awaits us in the end? Or is there more to life than we usually see? Does someone look down on us with love, with care about our concerns? Is there a way to learn more about God and His plans for us? This book offers words of hope and help to all who are seeking to understand. Here you will find an introduction to a God of love, a God who has outlined a plan to save humans from pain and death. Here also are deeply meaningful questions and clear answers straight out of the Bible. Open your heart to a message of hope and find real peace, real answers for yourself. I thought yeah. I might read that because I was like, I can't put that in nicer words. So Real Peace, Real Answers that is the book that is up for grabs today. If you can tell me the correct answer to the quiz, 1-800-324-843 is our number. Welcome to the show, Darren Pratt. Awesome to be back. It's been a few yeah. weeks. It has been a little while, hasn't it? I've been jaunting around the countryside, oh, but, but loving go. it. So Yeah. yeah. But awesome. good to be in the studio. I was excited when they told me that you were on the uh, schedule for today. And then I was really disturbed when I heard what it is we're going to be talking about. Yeah. This is always something, this is always something that just absolutely revolts me. We're going to be talking about uh, video games, pornography, and unfortunately, children. Yes, yes. Well, let me tell you what happened. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I shared an article on Facebook, like I do all the time, and mm-hmm. it was in the Scottish Sun. And um, I was talking about the Roblox game mm-hmm. and children and um, simulated pornography. So I shared the article, and the pictures that were on that article came up. A day later, Facebook messaged me and said they're removing my post because it breaches their community standards. The pictures mm. breach their community standards. Mm. So Facebook but, says these pictures are too pornographic, but you can purchase this as a game for your child. Not to play. necessarily purchase it. Okay. The ga- you play the game. The game's called Roblox. Um, Ro- Roblox, as in like row, row, row your boat, or like row. R O B L O. X so I mixed think. Between yep, Roblox. It's like okay. a, it's like um, the uh, Minecraft on steroids almost that kids are playing. Okay. Um, so it's sort of Lego type figures and Lego type games. They they build games and make games and there's chat rooms and networking and all those things and yeah, it's quite exciting for a seven year old to be in there playing these um, these games. So how, how did how did Lego style computer games delve into pornography? Well, that's what got me beat. And I thought, well, okay. Um, what I share when it was banned, I said, well, this shows how realistic what the kids are seeing mm. is. It's all simulated, but if Facebook says, hey, you've breached our standards, and mm. hey, this is a bigger issue than I thought. Yeah, parents need to be taking aware of this. Yeah, well, definitely. Because <laughs> 64 million um, children and adults, it turns out, are playing this game. Mm. Um, and it's not, not just this game, it's all sorts of games. And so this is huge. And um, so when it was removed, I thought, hang on, P- 
parents need to know this, so I soapboxed it. So yeah, if, yeah. If you find um, Dar- Pastor Darren Pratt on Facebook, you'll um you'll see um the soapbox there, which I might, might share onto your Faith FM site as well, so that people can read it. Sixty-four um, million, you said. Users playing yeah, games, just yeah. for perspective, the population of Australia is twenty four million. That's right. Yeah. So, so this is this is gigantic, it's huge. Yep, I can guarantee if you go and look at your kids' um, devices, if they have them, and a lot of kids do these days, unfortunately, um, or they've got your device, this game will be on there. Mm. Um, so they'll be playing it. And so access to this game is obviously quite easy because I'm guessing, like you said before, it's not necessarily something you go out and purchase. Are parents naive? Are the parents thinking, oh, but I didn't go out to a game store and purchase that game, so that mustn't have had it? Because kids can just download everything they it's want. It's an app. Yeah. yeah. Download the app and you're into it. Um, issue's not so much the game itself, because there's strict regulations and people watching the game, like regulators, they keep an eye on it and not meant to do this stuff. But these days, we all know that kids into gaming, well, where do you go to look at the best gamers and get the best tips? You go to YouTube. Mm. And so you Google Roblox and you try Google Roblox on YouTube and very quickly you come across Roblox porn with simulated sex acts with these characters involved in doing different sorts of things, which I don't want my kid to see or be involved in, let alone an adult. Um, It's just absolutely mind-blowing stuff. Then I don't want my children getting their sex education from a game like this because it is is really horrible what they're seeing um, and the acts that are being depicted on that game. Mm. It. It almost sounds like, um, oh, how do you explain? Like, like the bad guys are so something. You know, it almost sounds like people from the porn industry are, are actively out there fishing this for is our what's, kids' minds. This is what um, I've read a number of different Facebook posts now of parents saying that um, they've tried playing the game, and within ten minutes they've got adults that are yeah. in that room talking to them and and wanting to, them to do all sorts of things. Um, they can simulate the acts. They go to a room somewhere in the game and simulate those acts. Um, That's so disturbing. It's yeah. like it's like they're so clearly being targeted. Oh, it's definitely um, the enemy has plans for our kids in this game. Um, definitely. I think the thing about Roblox, like to to know, is that like it it actually has already been the center of controversy for a while. And this is this is the thing about it is it's not because of Roblox in and of itself. Like it is a child friendly game um but it's the fact that there are older people who are exposing you know in a very predatory way are exposing children to things that that they shouldn't see via you know the the modding um of the like because like what seven-year-old kid is just going to know oh if i you know like write this certain code into the game i can do like it's it's not that the kids are even actively seeking it, but that there are people in a predatory role yeah. who are who are adults going in and um, you know changing the game and then just you know exposing kids to these things. And it's it's not anything new. I I, I myself like I grew up in the gaming generation. Like I think I read a statistic recently that you know young males by the time they're fifteen years old in this in my generation had already played ten thousand hours of video games Whoa. and I can honestly say like that was probably like I'd probably hit that mark um in fact, there was one point because because I was like doing the whole motorbike racing thing like i r l um and that just made me really good at video games, and so I was like racing in eSports leagues and like winning money online from like video games um and so but yeah, starting like I started that like online gaming when I was like ten, and just you're exposed to it immediately because there is no there is no like 
you know, group of like, like in real life, we have school and it's like yep. there's age groups in school. We have a primary school and secondary school and college for this very reason. Um, whereas in online gaming, there's just, there's free, just free for not, all. it's just everyone's there together. And so kids are being too exposed to things that they just shouldn't be exposed to. So clearly like predators have, have, Wise up to this a lot faster than 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 the guardians have, so to speak, guardians of kids. Yeah, they, you're right. They're like, yeah, okay. So this is where the kids are at. So let's go get them where they're at. They're all playing video games. Let's go infiltrate video games. Like how how can how can parents how can adults protect their kids from well, I've this? I've got risk? ten tips. I'll give you in a moment. Oh, good. Because oh. I mean, this kind of stuff should be illegal. They can't. They can't be like just pr- mm. like just preying on the kids to this extent. That should there should be like there should be legislation for this. Oh, but I think that the legislators are trying to catch up the, the gaming industry is really where technology is advancing in leaps and bounds and mm-hmm. i think that the the um people that want to protect it are are, are behind in catching up because this stuff is changing all the time um and so yeah the kids google this stuff in youtube and they're watching the best players play it but also they're finding stuff very quickly online as well and if you don't think your kid has been exposed to porn if they're online you can guarantee almost 100 percent by the time they're nine that they've been exposed yep. to porn oh it's dreadful so, yeah. what are the ten tips? We really need to memorize these tips. Yeah, well, here we go. I've, I've come up with ten tips. Number one, this is a parenting issue. Remember, you are the parent, and we need to parent well, especially when it comes to gaming, social media, and screen time. Tantrums are to be expected. Ignore them and be strong and enforce the boundaries. Well, that's it's going to be hard for some parents, but yeah, it's definitely worth it. And if you want to understand addiction at all, read the book called Teen Brain. It's out in our bookstores right now. Um, by David Gillespie. Okay. Talks about what what gaming is doing to our boys and our girls um, mm. and, and what is, what is, um, addiction in teenage years can kick in really quickly if not careful with um, this sort of thing. So, 100%. So David Gillespie is an Australian and um, he's written this book and it is mind-blowing. So if you want to get into the details, grab that book at a, all, our, all good bookstores. Number two, never use devices as pacifiers for our children. Oh, mm. Yes. Know what your kids are doing online and be present when they are online, especially when they are younger. The pacifier effect is doing huge damage to our kids' brains in the sanctuary of our own homes. That is, that is, that is a really good point and very true. Often we give kids a device before we give them a dummy these days. Yeah, in shove fact, them dummy, the screen. The, the dummy pacifiers are actually dropping in sales because this pacifier, the online um, game or the the device mm-hmm. is kicking in and being the most more effective pacifier than a than a child's dummy. Do you think kids are so grabby for it because they see mum and dad on their phones yeah. and devices all the time, so they want to be on it? Yeah, well, the kids take their cues from their parents. Yeah, okay. And often the worst offender, unfortunately, is dads mm-hmm. um, that we think we got to be online with these games, but also with work or things. Oh, well, I need my device. Um, yeah. So yeah. the parents need to put the devices away and don't use them as pacifiers for ourselves Elves. as well. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah. Three, um, number three, often the game itself is fine. It's networking with strangers, the add-ons and the YouTube clips that can be the bigger issue. Okay. So the game might be fine, but you'd be aware of all the add-ons and things around that that have the issues and the YouTube clips and things. So, Man, parents really need to educate themselves even just on how video games work because yeah. like, I didn't even know it was such a huge realm of it that you could like watch people play and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's a big multi-billion dollar industry these days. The best players are getting people watching them yeah. and they're making huge mega dollars out of it. So, That's strange. 
So, yeah, and, and a lot of kids want to go and do that. Rather than play the game, go watch the best person play the game and learn all the tips. So Oh, okay, I see, I yeah. see. Yeah. So that's, that's a big trend in the last probably three or four years is to go and watch them play the game. Mm. Number four, um, most kids spend their time on YouTube, is what you're saying, watching the best game players play or searching for information and clips about the game they're playing. This is where the offensive material is often accessed. So, 100%. This is yeah. like, oh, this that was my childhood was... You know, started out innocent, and then oh, what's what are what are people saying about this? And then you just go down the rabbit hole, yep. and it's oh, it's a man, mess. It's, it's a mess. Yep. Number five, stay engaged and have regular conversations, and know what your kids are playing and googling online. Mm. Buy the best computer and devices, and place them in a central place in your house that is a public area. Research says that if a child googles this type of stuff. A conversation with them reduces the effects and inoculates them against the damage. Mm. So okay. if you're there as a parent, have that conversation fairly quickly, it inoculates them against the damage. Number six, show an interest in the games your kids are playing, have regular conversations about them, and even have a go at playing the game yourself. They are more likely to talk to you when unsavory issues arise within the game mm-hmm. if you're playing the game with them. If you can actually converse with them about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So talk about it and make it a, a thing you do together rather than something they do alone. Mm-hmm. So, so be involved with what your kid's playing online. Um, number seven, teach your child how to be safe online, the importance of not sharing personal information, etc. Set restrictions around the game, in-game purchases. Um, downloads, apps, and chatting online for appropriate punishment for breaking those rules. Yep. So, so you're the parent, lock it down and, and have, have um, rules in place mm-hmm. as to who and when they can talk to. Issue is um, we often talk about stranger danger, but um, when a kid says, oh, well, I know this guy, he's texted me, and um, we're friends online, and he's not a stranger. He is yeah, a stranger. Yeah, but, um, exactly. But kids in their minds don't call them strangers. They're talking to them in a game. Mm-hmm. So suddenly they're best friends. So, so be aware of that. Um, number eight, don't allow devices and computers or any sort of technology gadget in bedrooms. All Googling, chatting and game playing is done in a public place in the house. Um, the, the bedroom is probably the most dangerous place in our our society these days with this sort of stuff because mm. the kids are Googling and playing till all hours of the morning and um, we don't know what they're up to. So be aware. I know some parents are actually take the modem and lock it down and remove all devices. Yeah, no screens in bedrooms, and that's a great one. Yep. Number nine, make sure your kids are off their screens and devices at least two hours before bedtime. This allows the brain to calm so that the sleep circadian rhythms can kick in. Mm-hmm. Amen. So so two hours um, before. Number ten, actually I've got 11 here. Is it time to do 11? Yeah, or go do on, 10. Go Number on. 10. We need all you can get. We can get. Two more. 10. Limit game time, screen time to no more than two hours a day. More. Make sure that there are plenty of breaks in screen time. Um, ban games completely during school terms and limit it severely in school holidays. Make sure that for every hour of screen time, your kids spend at least two hours playing outside or doing chores. Um, once again, ignore the tantrums and be firm. This allows the brain to reset and stops and helps stop the addiction type of um, tendencies in the brain to kick in. So, you, yeah, get them off the screens outside and allow the brain to reset. Um, number 11, remember that kids and teens don't have the internal breaks when it comes to screen time and gaming. They will play for hours if allowed. 
brakes and self-control doesn't kick in until early adulthood. Mm. Be the brakes, be firm, be strong, and be present, and once again, ignore the tantrums. Excellent tips coming from Darren Pratt there. If you have some more questions about that, you can get in touch. Uh, you have a Facebook page, Darren? Yeah, just, um, just Pastor Darren. You'll find me, Darren Pratt, on Facebook. Um, you'll see me with a balloon and a flaming Bible there and nice. lots of soapbox and things in there, pictures of my chooks and things I'm involved in. So Definitely some tips that we all need to be taking on board uh, to protect our kids from pornography. Uh, this is the Startler Brothers with In the Beginning. Stay tuned. In the beginning, the Lord made the earth, the heavens, the hills, and the seas. Then he created the sun and the stars, the land of that live in the earth and taught them to live by his plan then as he rested the Lord sanctified the seventh day for man Sometimes we fall In the beginning The world was so bright Perfection was there for all men So pray and believe in the Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Have you ever been challenged by evolution? Ever struggled to give a reasoned answer for your faith? Or ever felt overwhelmed by the predominance of belief? In evolution. Then you need to be at the 2019 Faith and Science Conference. 13 top level scientists and professors from around the world will be presenting on the most astounding discoveries, completely refuting the theory of evolution. July 16 to 19, Avondale College, Kurumbong, New South Wales. For details, call us now on 1800 324 843. When I survey 
Love demands my 